0: Hello, and welcome to Supply Chain Next. I'm your host, Richard Donaldson. Join me as we explore the ongoing evolution of supply chain, from the challenges practitioners face every day to the ongoing digital transformation of the entire value network. Well, even, I'm jumping right in, throwing the record on just to get us, because all this stuff is, is gold. But, uh, um, you know, definitely definitely want to just welcome everybody again uh, to, this, to this, we'll call it episode or panel or whatever this is, because this is more than just a podcast, but this is you know, three or four of us <clears throat> that have known each other in the supply chain industry for a while. Um, you know, I'd go through all the introductions of Brian and Deborah and Daniel, uh, but everyone can see that and read it. Let's we'll just jump right in. The point of today is to really talk about uh, the you know idea of fi- finding a day out there or an international supply chain day, and you know, does the industry need that? Do you know? Can we use it? And then how could we use it? And I think everyone here brings a different perspective to the discussion, but has a breadth that goes across the world across the supply chains and i think the the early kind of you know intimations were in and like oh, this sounds like a great idea so now the question becomes how do we do it and i couldn't think of three other people that that i know can get this crap done
1: <laughs> <laughs> other than you all so i dragged you in here to say all right help me get this done <laughs> so so before any of us get to work on this richard you right. owe us something okay why do you think this is a good idea? what What would we? What would the goal be? What would we be trying to accomplish? Oh,
0: Daniel, you you be careful what you wish for sometimes. So uh, <laughs> I, I have a thought about that, right? So I think I think for me, um, when I looked around and said, "There's all this supply chain momentum. We've moved into the decade of supply chain. Supply chain was top of mind prior to the pandemic. Has now become even Uber top of mind coming out of the pandemic." There yet. And everyone's talking about supply chain innovation and digitization and this, that, and the other thing and circularity and sustainability, yet I have yet to see kind of how that's grounded into something that becomes tangible. And so for me, I thought, well, geez, what if there was a day where the world supply chain, because it is the world supply chain, um, you know, I keep sharing that National Geographic article uh, that's out there, I think I've shared it with all you guys, that I think has one of the best infographics that basically says of the 7.6 billion people on this planet, everyone is a part of the supply chain whether they're a consumer or a producer it's not just supply chain in the abstract like ooh that sounds like this enterprise thing it's like no you are a part of it whether you knew it or not and so social responsibility can extend into the world of supply chain so how best to educate people then through kind of a day that allows people to hear about what's going on but more importantly sets objectives for it right so so you know in a succinct way i think there needs to be a day that that um, is recognized where we can begin to measure on an annual basis our progress as a world in bringing the supply chain into a more sustainable format a more you know circularity leading to sustainability and you know i know this is big for deborah you know in that whole area or right, for all of us but for me it's not just about just doing it because it's good but it actually makes fiscal you know economic sense right it's it's, it's not about oh this is a nice feeling it's actually what's going to do good for the enterprises themselves Benefit their margins, but ultimately that in turn then benefits the whole world. Because if we tune our supply chain, let's just say we make it sixty percent circular, the impact on greenhouse gases and everything else that we're trying to tackle—that's the root of it. You know, if our supply chain is that circularity, then all of a sudden all those other things start to come in line. So,
2: you—you you, asked Daniel. There's, Daniel, there's I, my, there's I, my I, answer. I, 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 <laughs> I, I actually take. I actually take complete umbrage and i'm outraged uh-oh, uh-oh, that, uh-oh. That, you would, <laughs> that you would suggest you would suggest that it's only a decade of supply chain well thank I, you i argue <laughs> i argue that we are entering a golden age <laughs> and, and, and i actually think i actually think the next century supply chain is going to be the beginning and the end that's where all the action is going to 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 be and 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 you know the way I encapsulate it, and 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 I I, I actually I think we we trademarked this, but what we don't realize is that and and you know this uh, Richard we we we've coined the phrase the world is a supply chain right Right. because the world really is it really is a supply chain and whether you think of of supply of of natural. As supply chains or man-made ones, right? The entire world is a, is a supply chain, and 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 the way we talk about, you know, the idea that you just you just uh, 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 explained is that you know our past as a world was built was built on supply chains, right? The past mm-hmm. ran on supply chains. The present is run on supply chains. Our future is going to run on supply chains. The world is a supply chain, is how we we, we encapsulate all that. In in a booklet that my co founder and I wrote in 2019 and then published in March of of 2020, it was just to explain the way that we're thinking about this and why we're building the fund that we're building. And I didn't know this before we started working on the booklet. It turns out that between 1975 and 2050, there are going to be more people living in the world than existed throughout human history before that, before Mm -hmm. 1975. Mm -hmm. And so then you start to think about the pressures that this puts on the limited resources of the world. And then you start to understand that, you know, supply chains and how we manage them, how we deploy them, how we create them, whether they're sustainable or not, whether they're circular or not, that those are really where the problems the big Big problems the world has to deal with are going to be so. Like I said, I I'm I'm highly offended <laughs> that you would that you would minimize supply chains. <laughs> Just to a, a decade. decade to a decade. How dare you? Well, this is a part of the conversation, Brian.
0: <laughs> now you've opened up. This is a century of supply chain, or or maybe <laughs> supply chain is everything now. Supply chain
1: is
2: life.
0: How's that? It's no longer
2: oxygen. <laughs> that, 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 that's more like it.
1: So before I jump yeah, in, yes, I'm really yes. curious to hear what part of that. Completely offended Deborah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to play off of what Brian said because uh, where he's saying the world is a supply chain, we have a saying at uh, the Circular Supply Chain Network that's everything is inventory, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I love inventory so much, but it is. And as we start thinking about everything you see around you, wherever you are right now, becomes feedstock for something else something in the future, else. ideally it remains as itself for as long as it can. Uh, unless we can add more economic value somehow with it. And so we start to see the world much larger as supply chain professionals, where traditionally, let's say up until now, we have sprinted down the runway towards point of sale, and then we could wash our hands of everything. That was our success mark. Tomorrow, point of sale will be the beginning of a relationship ongoing with whatever customer that we have, and we'll be repairing much more than we'll be building new. And so this idea of everything is inventory was there because we created the network for supply chain nerds to get together Mm -hmm. and just nerd out on, on circularity and its impact on supply chain. And so we've got one sweatshirt that says supply chains will save the world, one sweatshirt that says smaller circles, meaning in the butterfly diagram. And so I, you know, would love to hear thoughts, and I'll I'll punt it to you, Daniel, specifically because we could do a supply chain day to relish in our nerdiness and make it so wonderful that only supply chain professionals—I say with air quotes—because mm-hmm. by some measure, it's 37 percent of America's workforce works in the, in the supply chain. It's a very large, generous definition, but I'll take it. There's one version. The other version is um, as an advocating type of a bridge building to the rest of the world who hasn't heard of supply chain and thinks maybe it's super boring or just, you just, you know, that's just, you take it to UPS, you know, and Mm -hmm. they don't totally grab it. And this is where I want to hand it over to Mr. Supply Chain, who has written the book (laughs) on Supply Chain for Dummies. Drum roll, please, Daniel Stanton.
1: And I did notice it's the top of Brian's pile. So I'll take that.
3: (laughs) I think it's, and it's, I'll just it say, must be this one. Yeah. I was gonna
1: say you guys are slipping, Richard and Deborah. So
3: um
1: yeah, I'm Brian, I am so offended that you would limit supply chain to just a century, <laughs> right? Um, and of course, the other problem we have is like, you know, we we talk about supply chains, which Im- implies that it's linear. Yeah. Um, and in fact, it's not a, a chain; it's a, it's a network, and it's not just about supply; it's about demand, yeah. and what we're really trying to move towards is circularity. And so, you quickly just like, why on earth did we call that a supply, supply chain, chain. Yeah. right? But but we did, and it sucked, and 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 we we all work with it, and and I think that's just a a, a great um a, a a great example of the the problem that we have. And, and Richard, I I think that's at the heart of what you're trying to do do. with this idea of a a supply chain day is -hmm. to raise awareness, right? Right. Because it happens to be maybe 37% of the US population works in this field. And we've chosen a really terrible name and we don't (laughs) do a good job of, of explaining it, but we need people to understand it because all of us are a part of supply chains. All of us depend on supply chains. All of us contribute to them, and, and I would argue, you know, it, it's really um, it, it, it's a way of looking at the world and our relationship to the world and our relation, the relationship between our, our companies, our organizations in the world, and and when you adopt that perspective, when you adopt that view, you're able to make different decisions. You're you're able to value your priorities sure. differently, measure things differently and until you make that pivot until you see the world that way you can't right that we're we're going to continue making very short term suboptimal siloed decisions and miss out on the value and the opportunity that that we need right Be- because we do have pressing challenges as companies and and frankly um, not just as a civilization, but as a species, yeah. right? To to make sure that that we can um, continue inhabiting our, our current environment, yeah. Um, and and the answers to all of that come from supply chains. Richard, I would argue that um, the, the the goal, you know, we we need to start with with a goal, right? Oh. The end oh. in mind, and, and I think. You know, the the goal for doing an international supply chain day or week or month or decade or century, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, it is to um, raise awareness of the concept of supply chains, help people understand what they are, why they're important, what their role is, and in particular, to make sure that we're reaching young people before they choose a career, as they're preparing for a career early in their careers, so that they they get that set of goggles. They have the, the, that lens to look through for all of their studies, for all of their career choices, in particular in, in Brian's world, if they're innovators and they're thinking about startups, yeah. right? What are the problems that we could solve and how do I think about those in the context of supply chains? And in Deborah's world, you know, looking for stupid waste that surrounds us all the time, right? And, and, and making choices and, and influencing decisions that move us towards more circular um, supply chains. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I'm sure, like that last little thought. Like, eh! I thought there was like a big word about to come out. Like, there was like something I was just waiting, was waiting, like, enterprise.
3: Can I special uh, let me, let me, yeah. dispensation for a later discussion? Yes, yes. Related though, yes. I'm often really jealous of engineers because they have a field called engineering, and then they have a noun they can call mm-hmm. themselves engineers. Yep, and we have a field called supply chain, and we call ourselves supply chain, chain.
1: professionals. <laughs> right,
0: right. It, it, it doesn't roll off the tongue. There's no question about that. If
3: this is our shot to change so, our noun, I am so in. But I'm just going to file that. So please, so Richard, at a later date, special I mean, station.
2: I I, I I don't know if this. I don't. I don't think this qualifies but the members I've I've taken to call in the members of the worldwide supply chain federation supplyomaniacs <laughs> um mm, I, mm, I, mm. I I I I, I think it needs a bit of branding help. Yeah, is it, HR is going to raise a flag on that right. I, think, <laughs> there might I, think be I think Daniel's immediate reaction. <laughs> I think Mr. Supply Chains' immediate reaction okay. probably suggests that that that's not quite <laughs> the answer that I thought. But it's a start in the
0: right direction. So, so, but, <laughs> it, 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 but in that, so I think there's 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 so kind of come come back and in and I in think in the sense that. You know, number one, awareness, right? We've all been talking about that. And I think everyone's you know clued up on that, right? that that right now we're also still at the very, I'll call it step zero, where it's just we're raising awareness. But then from there, that awareness, which I think Daniel, you're also kind of uh, touching on directly and indirectly, is transparency, right? There's something it, it, you know in all the conversations I've had in the last couple of years, transparency seems to be the number one thing that I hear from supply chain executives, supply chain practitioners. Because that transparency then brings that ability to see into the supply chain, recognize what's going on there. And, but it, I, what I'm opening to is like, what what does that mean for everybody else? I, what does transparency I, mean? Yeah. Well,
1: I'm going to catch you on that, and yep. you know, this is the academic in me. But yep, when bring it you in. say transparency, yep, what do you mean? And and I'll I'll just jump to the chase because for me, there's a difference between visibility and transparency. Yeah, transparency. Fair visibility point. Visibility is being able to see your own supply chain. Fair right. Point. And that's folks are, are talking about that a lot right now yep. because of all the because of 2020, 2021, yep. right? Yep. Transparency is letting other people see what's happening in your, your supply, supply chain. chain. Right. And and that is a much different group of people that are having that <laughs> conversation. for different, right. right. different reasons.
0: <laughs> so I'll give you I'll give you the hybrid. It's uh, well, yeah, yeah oh, I gonna, well, gonna come I, I'm gonna come right in on that one because I'm gonna I, I'll let you <laughs> jump on it because I'm gonna thread the needle here. So it, when I look at uh, visibility, and I think you're correct, right? So as a corporation, I want visibility into my supply chain, but it's a competitive you know, advantage to sort of maintain some privacy around that. Totally understand that. But then you look at that National Geographic infographic that shows the that's transparency around the 107 gigatons of stuff that is consumed on an annual basis, where it comes from, which types of minerals and mines it's coming out of? What does it get pumped into? Okay. That transparency, I think, when people see that, because every time I show that graphic, it, people are just, oh my god! Number one, <clears throat> I didn't realize that there's that few items that make up the base of the supply chain, right? Most people are—I was unaware that you know—it's like you know, a few dozen elements or minerals that are being mined on an annual basis make up pretty much everything that we produce, right? That type of transparency is like, that's the illuminating, illuminating awakening moment where you're just kind of like, oh my God, you know, there, there's so much we can do here. Or you see the 94 gigatons coming out of the earth, the seven gigatons in circularity. So you can make the comment, the world supply chain today is 7% circular. Again, through that transparency as a, as a, as a globe, we can all say, well, shit, why can't that be 50%? You know, I mean, that and how do we measure against that? Because I think you contribute that data as a corporation anonymously to create global transparency around the supply chain without losing the competitive advantage of your own supply chain's visibility.
1: But that's the key: is what's the incentive for a company to voluntarily give up data that that could um, erode their competitive advantage?
3: Right. Fair point. The deal it doesn't have to be human transparent. It Mm -hmm. needs to be transparent. And I think we have a chance to be responsible with the way that we share data. I don't Mm -hmm. think anyone would say, oh, gosh, we all have to give away our IP and trade secrets. But the generation of spenders quickly coming into the economy have different expectations for decision-making. And I think we we go for transparency or we go for visibility in order to support the decisions that we want to make and the problems we're trying to solve. And so as more tr- more uh, consumers come into the market who actually care where the beef was raised or they don't want to eat beef at all and they want to go to something else, but oh gosh, this soy product has really gone through the ringer. Wow, ten thousand miles for this one cup of soy milk—that seems excessive. And we're going to start having the ability to know. And I think we're going to end up with the haves and the have-nots. And the haves are going to say, yes, have at it. Check out my supply chain. There are areas I need to improve. I'm going to hold a community hackathon. Tell me now, let me solve this problem. And then there's going to be the other folks that are the target of investigative reporting uh, (laughs) for all of the areas that they're trying to hide. Hide. Mm -hmm. And I think this sits with the supply chain. And so all this to say, we have a lot of problems to solve and how do we match make circulating uh, materials and resources? How do we accompany each and every item with a digital companion that says where it's been and what water was used and what energy source was used, but yet not give up what was put into that product so that companies can still innovate and hold some level of IP protection. But we have the technology to do it today. It just freaks everybody out. So that's the right. piece. Supply chain but, day. Return. Right, right, right. And, there and it's, you go. It's and back. it's expensive.
0: It. And it's expensive. So who's going to sure. pay
3: for
1: it? But
0: yeah. well, it's expensive unless Brian invests in the companies to figure out how to do this stuff, and it gets uh, more, you know, in the public sphere, right? So I mean, this is where the innovation's coming in, Brian. Uh, it
3: was really yeah. expensive ten years yeah, ago.
2: Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, the, uh, that's right. And, and and you know the reason. I'm so bullish about investing in supply chain technology as a broad, broad opportunity is that with each day that goes by the technologies that make these sorts of things possible are getting much more advanced, much more sophisticated. Their costs are going down exponentially, uh, uh, so to speak. And so there's no reason why the future that Deborah is describing couldn't uh, uh, be uh, be realized uh, mm-hmm. uh, definitely within our lifetime. Um, right.
3: That's our show, folks. Thanks for coming. Hey, hey,
2: right. <laughs> International There, <Supply laughs> chain. All right. There we go. <laughs> High five.
0: All right. Well, let, know, me, so, let me let me let so me build on that for a little. Oh, okay. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. You know that, that there's one observation I'd like to it, maybe actually two, since you were so polite as to let me as <laughs> to <so laughs> let me get, get away with interjecting. But one is, it strikes me when I think about the. United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals. Mm-hmm. But at, the, at the end of the day, they all really boil down to rethinking supply chains, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's supply chains on land, supply chains in water, you know, air quality, it all boils down to, to supply chains. And then the other thing uh, when I'm talking to, to investors, as, as you guys are probably know, a lot of investors these days are really excited about climate change. Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of money that's going into climate tech and i say to them you know you realize that climate change is happening because of human activity right. and human activity is driven by supply chains right. so I don't know if you need to be an Einstein to realize that. (laughs) It seems pretty straightforward to me, and I'm pretty sure I'm not Einstein. But it it seems as if if we're going to get our arms around climate change and the climate crisis. We we need to take a very long and hard look at at supply chains and innovation in supply chains.
1: It actually feels like cheating to me Brian mm. to say that the scope of your fund is you're you're targeting supply chain innovation because you know for me supply chain is planning sourcing making delivering returning or enabling something of value well that's like everything
2: it right? is cheating. <laughs> it's cheating. It's absolutely. It's absolutely cheating. Do, do I look like someone who's going to let go of an advantage if I can find it? No, it's absolutely. It's absolutely cheating. <laughs> but it's well. It's it's true though, and I and
0: I think. But going back to the to the point though is, and, and I think climate change isn't outcome of mismanaged supply chains yes right and I think that connection and and, and yeah I know Dan kind of seen that but I, I think this is where you're looking at some of the symptoms but people don't get down to the root problems and, and really at the end of the day it may not be everything but the supply chain is really what we're that's what's that's the activity we're moving all this stuff around in the planet everyone's you know 7.6 billion people are doing something every day to exchange stuff right and that stuff as it moves around gets you know produced consumed otherwise transported. That is contributing to all the other things that we see in there, and, and it has this cascading effect. You go 50% circular, well, you're going to drop everything else that are our sustainability goals instantly as a result of that, right? But that kind of, again, awareness, that kind of visibility and transparency is not there for the world to see yet. That's also what this day is kind of intended to go do. So I'm going to kind of go into another topic that's very hot for everybody as well, because visibility, transparency is all right there. But what about Resiliency. That's another term I keep hearing bandied about. I don't have a great lock on it. Is it as important to the community of international supply chain? I mean, is that something else that we need? Because currently, that seems to be a big deal. And, so, and I see Dan. Yeah, go, yeah,
1: yeah. I've I, I've, yeah. I've spent the day working on uh, an academic paper about resilience, risk management, and trust. <laughs> so I feel like I'm relatively well equipped. There we go. At at, at this moment. Um, and so uh, one of the things I'll say, you know, risk and resilience are, are very much interrelated. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, we look at risk as being uncertainty around the supply chain. Mm-hmm. And we view resilience as being a, a, a capability or a characteristic of the supply chain, right? And so in, in that sense, they're kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, I, you know, the, I, I'm glad you brought, broad. That in because you know we 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 jumped right into sustainability as a supply chain topic because it's mm-hmm. something that we we've all got uh, strong feelings I, I think in support of we we yes. all seem oh, to yeah. be fans of the planet. Um, but the truth is, that isn't the definition of supply chain. That is right. an aspect of supply chain, right. as our risk and resilience, as is efficiency, as is variety, right? Mm-hmm. There are all these different things. A- at the end of the day, supply chains are how we, we get things of value, how we deliver things of value. And we have to, I, I think if we're going to talk about. An international supply chain day mm-hmm. and raising awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the dangers is sort of falling into one of those um one of those pits yeah. Yeah. too mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. Yep. Instead of saying, hey, you know, supply chain is how we address all of these things. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, there are people who focus their careers on just one piece. And then you know they're they're mostly say, but actually they're all interconnected, right? And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of looking at it as a supply chain is you can you can actually see how those things tie together, right? Mm-hmm. How can we improve efficiency and reduce environmental impact and you know um, eliminate human rights violations right. and you right. know all at the same time? You the only way you get that done is by having a supply chain view. Yeah, absolutely. Deborah, anything? I, I see the head nodding.
3: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> uh, objection.
1: <laughs> what, was it was it the planet part? You're no, not.
0: You're not
2: the <laughs> I mean, we <laughs>
1: like the planet, maybe not the people. How's that? Right? It's like the yeah, planet's good. <laughs> well, some of the people. <laughs>
2: people are okay. <laughs>
1: people <laughs> are okay. Uh. It's
3: going be Deborah. easier. Um, <laughs> the mismanagement of supply chains, you know. We have made choices these last 100 years based on selling trash to consumers. And our biggest Mm -hmm. decision has been how many moments until this is considered trash. Is it five minutes? Is it an hour? Is it a year? Is it 10 years? Is it 50 years? Mm -hmm. And this is planned obsolescence, which today's economy is built on. But I don't want to knock it quite so much because a 100 years ago, life was pretty shit. And like Mm -hmm. now it's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. We're healthier. We have more rights. We have more equity. We have the ability to work our way up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I would say we're nicer to each other, but it doesn't seem like it because of the internet. However, we have reaped a lot of benefits out of this type of an economic model. So I'm in the camp of, let's not assume nothing is working. Uh There are Mm -hmm. actually Uh facets, 8.5% Per Circle economies research circular today. So Mm -hmm. it's not like we're totally a lost cause. We know how to do uh, scrap metal. We know how to do post-consumer paper. We Mm -hmm. know how to do refurbishment. It's just Mm -hmm. that they're usually the part of the supply chain that's like at the end of an unlit hallway under the stairs. Like the Mm -hmm. four things are like never the superheroes. And the biggest switch in the next 10 years is going to be they're going to become the anchor of everything that we do. And mm-hmm. so that's my my one objection to the mismanage. I don't know if we've mismanaged so much as we've created a system that was never going to last forever. And mm-hmm. there were some decisions made. We mm-hmm. need to unmake the decisions that's now. Good. But I think that we have figured out how to do supply chain extremely well, and that that will be a good foundation for us.
0: So let me let me let me double click them. I'm not going to let you off the hook that easy, Deborah, because you know we 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 have the Transparency, visibility, sustainability, circularity is all right there. I mean, those are those are two big themes, right? But and, and I'm just throwing resiliency as a concept out because one of the things about doing these types of days or raising awareness is if you overcomplicate. One thing about the supply chain is people just you know they shy away, they're like, oh my God, it's too complicated. It's like, well, okay, let's make it simple for you guys. Daniel has obviously made a career out of that. <laughs> so, so we are we have someone on here who does that. I mean, he is he has made it for dummies, right? So, but I think, I think there's also, there's like the concepts around what do we want our global supply chain to really be focused on clearly sustainability, circularity, we kind of started there clearly visibility, transparency is there, but now resiliency is another thing that although is bandied about how, what does that mean to you in the context sure. of advancing the supply chain, right? Cause it, sure. it, you know, how do you feel about that? Or is there another word or is there something yeah. else that's out there to, to kind of encompass that area?
3: It's. If we're gonna talk about talk to non-supply chain people, resiliency means that time you went to the store any time in the last 12 months and the thing was out of stock, it wouldn't right. have been. Right. Right. But the I would actually argue with you, Brian, on your Einstein comment earlier. Uh, a lot of people are sort of shocked that there's not a little workshop of elves in Target in the back. That's a plus. This wasn't made here.
2: It doesn't. Whoa. Just,
3: and then the idea that our iPhones go around the moon and back if you're in the US, each of your ingredients travel about 2,000 miles to get to you. Like your your mint did not come from the backyard of your neighbor down the street. Shocking. Right. Right. And so we have these very, very long supply chains and long supply chains lead to disruption opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so for me, of course, I put disruption and risk and resiliency, the topic, sure. the theme mm-hmm. together as a symptom of our long linear supply chains and running the risk of saying circularity will solve all of our problems. It won't. Some some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we make shorter supply chains, then we have less uh, opportunity. We're opening ourselves up less to risk. Mm-hmm. I think we will actually nail this local regional supply mm-hmm. chain situation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. still manage global supply chains. I think mm-hmm. I think, the steps we need to take to get to resilient regional circular supply networky bits, whatever we're going to call them, is not possible without the technology that's coming along with Industry 4.0. Mm -hmm. And we could have lived in a different way in these last 100 years, but I still argue the amount of economic growth that we've enabled for how many millions, billions of people may not have happened uh, if we did it another way. So that kind of unlocks the door to some technology in our way in the future, uh, which is also pretty rad. And as people think about what they really want as a consumer, Mm -hmm. um, one of my most satisfying moments walking through a city is thinking, like, I could really go for a coffee. And then picking the perfect Starbucks and clicking order at the perfect time. So you walk mm-hmm. in the door and pick it up and leave again is mm-hmm. incredibly satisfying as a supply chain professional. These are the types of examples, if we can use them for normal people to have mm-hmm. them connect to the process in a supply chain. And this, and it's not necessarily dumbing it down, it, but it, you know, it's taking something super complex and saying it in a way that anybody's going to care about, which today is often around the planet.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it
3: gives Mm us an opening to say, wouldn't it be great if that vegan leather was actually made down the street and not just another sweatshop halfway around the world?
1: Right, right. No, it's a good point. Brian, how about you?
3: Oh, sorry, Daniel,
1: jump in. No, I don't want to, I just want to point out, Deborah just implied that supply chain professionals are not normal people. And with that, that, Brian.
3: That is correct. (laughs) I will own it. I think we're a proud folk (laughs) and I would not call us normal.
0: (laughs) Well, that's... Anyone who's listening into this will figure that out real quick in the first couple minutes.
2: Brian. I I agree with the observation that, um, and and I think Deborah uh, emphasized this, that the argument is not that modern uh, supply chains as we know them are completely broken up. You know, completely bad, etc., etc., etc. It's 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 none of that. And 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 you know, Daniel sort of uh, uh, took a jab at me and and accused me of cheating, <laughs> but but which which is true. But, but, but the way I the way I think about you know someone who like me says we want to invest in innovations, you know, that refashion a global a, a supply chains is. There are a lot of things that worked uh, that work great. And mm-hmm. the idea is not to go and reinvent the wheel when the wheel does not need to, to be reinvented. Mm-hmm. And so our job is to figure out what isn't working right mm-hmm. and who are the innovators, the technologists, the engineers. Who are working on solutions that have a, a really good chance of fixing those problems, and then supporting them with capital, with mm-hmm. with expertise connecting them to supply chain professionals who can augment um, their knowledge and expertise with knowledge of the industries that they they intend to have an impact in and doing all those things that that get them from from you know a concept that's in a in an academic lab or in a garage uh, someplace to something that's actually out in the world and solving uh, problems for, for people. There, there's a documentary series on the BBC called uh, F- Follow the Food. Okay. And on uh, a series that they showed, I think it was yesterday or the day before, the presenter said something that completely blew my mind. But I think he said, in the next 30 years, the world is going to have to produce more food to field the world's population than we have produced in the entirety of human history, mm-hmm. which is, it's, my, it's, it's mind blowing when you think about it, Like mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the challenges that that poses But then the opportunities for, like I said, innovators and, you know, people in agriculture, people in technology, people in software engineering, people whose specialty is data and analytics and decision making, the opportunity for all these people to come together. Mm-hmm. And 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 deal with the problems that uh we're going to be confronted with. That that's what that's what gets me excited. And and Daniel, that's why I feel I have to cheat.
0: Well, <laughs> before, before, Daniel, before Daniel jumps in though, because I want to I want to put a number behind Brian's statement. Because this is the one that I always always because when you talk about that, and, 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 and again, this goes back to sort of transparency education, but you know, so what are we 7.4, 7.5 billion, whatever the number is, roughly give or take. But what most people don't realize is we're adding about 155 million births per year, and we've got on average about 55 million deaths per year. That's so we're adding net to the register about 100 million new souls on this planet on an annual basis. Yep. 100 million. That's one third of the US population every year yep. adding to the <laughs> register and going up, by the way. Yep. Right. So it's, yep. you know, you start putting that in front of people and they're like, oh, wow. What? <laughs> I didn't, didn't think of that. But to your point, of course, you know, all of a sudden you're at 14 billion people. You know, in twenty or thirty years, uh, yeah, you've got it. you got huge supply chain. You know, our supply chain functions now, but imagine a pandemic that hits a supply. You know, world that's two or three times larger. I mean, it's you know, in the way that we reacted over this last year. Ugh, you know, that's that's frightening.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, in thirty years from now, eighty uh, percent of that population will live in cities. Right. And if we start imagining right. the food uh, production of the future, it won't be in fields. It's right. going to be underground, yep. uh, vertical, and we'll be growing it underneath the buildings where people are living. Mm-hmm. And that is happening already. The innovation happening in this space is pretty tremendous. Uh, what I'm continuously shocked about is the lack of supply chain professionals invited to the party. Right. Uh, when all we do in life is identify <laughs> systems constraints and right. system. That's right, all exactly. Go ahead, Daniel. Well, yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna jump in there. Actually, it's a, a perfect segue because I'm gonna go back just a little bit because Brian was talking about the role that that um, Refashion is playing in providing capital and mentoring to innovators and startups. I, I will tell you, in my personal experience, one of the things that that really is the key to making. Um, to, to, to helping startups be successful is making the connections to the people mm-hmm. in the supply chain who do yes. that work, which, mm-hmm. yes. Deborah is exactly what you're talking about, that's, right? Yes, it's, you know, exactly. there's somebody else off there doing something, right. but it's not going to go anywhere yeah. until mm-hmm. you can connect it to sure. the yeah. supply chain folks, yeah. right, who are busy. They've already got jobs. And so yeah. how do you break through those filters and say, no, 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 this is one that you really need to set aside half an hour and look at and think about. And, and I think that may be one of the real values of International Supply Chain Day. Mm-hmm. Right? It is to get it part of what we do on that day is say, you know, we're yes, we're busy, you know, keeping the trains running on time, but let's pause and think a little bit for one day about innovation. Right. But how is how are supply chains changing? Yeah. How does my supply chain need to change? Yeah. Can can we connect with other people? Can we yeah. use that day yeah. mm-hmm. as the opportunity to get people making some of these connections yeah. and then go off and do whatever you're going to do for the other 355 days? But at least for that one day. One day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Take time to to mm-hmm. to meet some people and and open the eyes and the ears.
2: Right, right. And that's, that's exactly the, the motivation that led us to forming the, the meetup, the supply chain meetup in New York and the supply chain uh, federation, the worldwide supply chain uh, federation, is that on the one hand, when we were talking to the technologists, we realized they get the technology, they're lacking the supply chain perspective. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk to the supply chain professionals and executives, They knew the supply chain perspective, but they didn't necessarily have a complete grasp on how far the technology has come. And I think uh, uh, it's it's exactly right. For Supply Chain Day, for International Supply Chain Day to to succeed, it has to serve as a a bridge Mm -hmm. between communities that are not necessarily talking to one another as much as they need to. Right,
0: right. And I'll and I'll and I'll throw out a little teaser here. Doubt it'll ever get picked up, but you never know, you gotta say it. So as we talk about the future 20, 30, 40 years out, and we're talking about the global supply chain, we're talking about 100 million people being added to the planet. We're also well, it's also gonna happen concurrent to that is we're going to have a solar system-based supply chain. And I would contend that if I look at SpaceX, and I'll be radical here, and I'll tell Elon Musk, that's actually not a rocket company but it's actually a supply chain company. Supply chain company, yeah. You are building the first interstellar oh. supply chain company, and that's exactly what, now, whether he likes to hear that or not, but he was but always controversial,
1: is, right? Who's their competition?
0: Well, right now, it, was, it wasn't, it was but you're seeing China come up. You're seeing Russia come up. I mean, they don't have a U.S.-based competition. US
1: based competition.
0: Well, that's what, yeah, well, I yeah, heard. Amazon, right, yeah. of course. But and that's, the, you know, and that's and, always and, and, been
1: the case. Right. I, I think right. probably all four of us, have right. have seen Amazon as a supply chain company oh, for, sure. for a long time, even right. though they didn't admit that themselves. And right. so, if you spaceships into the mix, yeah, you know that that's
2: that's a light yeah. lift for them. You know yeah. that. Uh, go ahead, Deborah. Go ahead, Deborah.
3: Isn't this a job for the Supply Chain Federation? Yes. Well, if <laughs> you've got the symbol already. It's the. is the Star Trek <laughs> was? A federation? The Federation. Yes. Federation. Federation. Yeah. Supply right. chain. Then federation. does that give us a chance for a noun? Yeah. Yes. I got a yes. kid
1: screaming at me. I'll be right yeah, back. No, go. Okay. 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 Yeah. But
0: that's that's but I but I, I you know to that point though, and I think Brian, you're gonna be. But you no, know, you're absolutely right. Supply chain, you know, supply chain federation. But I think Brian, you were picking up on that. Is you know, this is also where I think this this type of day allows people to also expand their view, right? Mm-hmm. And because I, you know, most people would think like you're saying, Deborah, the supply chain, like oh, uh, you know, it's like no, it's this whole world, it's everything. And if if that's not exciting enough, well, let's get space involved for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like like, how much more exciting do I need to give you? We'll go meet aliens and do supply chains with aliens, for God's sakes! Like that's that's where this is
2: going. Show, and that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I share something that happens? I coined a phrase for it, which I now can't remember. I think I called it something like the the continuum of supply chain awareness, or something of the sort. But it's this phenomenon I've I've noticed amongst my friends, and so mm-hmm. so so this is very it's it's an it's an an, an An anecdote that might not be based in in any fact whatsoever. But what I've noticed is I am now excited about supply chain. And so that's all I talk about with my friends. Eventually, they get sick of hearing me talk about it and ignoring me. And so they (laughs) they pay attention to one article and something catches their attention. And then they read another article and maybe a third suddenly they're bombarding me with with articles about that topic all the time. And then one day, like at 2 a.m., I get a text from them. Oh, my God, this is such a big supply chain problem. Why doesn't anyone else care about it? I'm like, There are a lot of people who care about this. Right. Is that when right. you
3: hand up your um, Brian's Friends Academy diploma? Right. Congratulations. Right. Right.
0: That's when he hands him he Daniel's coursework. book. He's like, here you go. Let's just start with Daniel's book, right? And then And you get grounded you've graduated
3: to actually (laughs) learn
0: right right you're gonna learn about it so let me let me spin back around and also be conscious of time because because if you put the four of us together we'll spend the entire next week talking about this and you'll throw you'll throw us in the time capsule and we'll still be talking about it um but now thinking about a day so just an open question for you all is you know I, i am unaware of anything that is an international supply chain day right? And, you know, is there anything comparable? Because the other thing is we don't want to reinvent the wheel, right? The the, the point here is not to just do this just for giggles, right? We actually want to have practical, one thing about supply chain people that I love in the community, they're practical. They like to get stuff done, right? You know, theoretical is interesting, but how does this affect me and what do I need to do? So question open-ended is, is there anything like this? How do we partner with anything I don't think there is, you know, but like the CSCMP, Daniel, you brought up. I mean, I, I reached out to them. There's a call out to them. You know, we'd love to line up with, with you all. But there isn't a true day that everyone gets together and just earmarks, this is where we are, and this is the progress we've made
1: year over year. So this is the cynicism right. that I was talking about at the beginning. Yep. Um, There have been lots of efforts that I've seen to okay. do it, and, and, and I would... I would put them into probably three categories. Um, Every supply chain association sort of throws out and says, hey, we're going to make it a day. And um, it it kind of, they'll throw it out and maybe do it for a couple of years and it sputters out and it goes away. It's really just promotion for the organization. Um, I've seen companies do it. Mm -hmm. Well-meaning, right? And, you know, they'll throw a little party and do same thing. It's like, well, why would anybody else jump on board because that company is doing it, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's really no incentive. Um, I've also seen universities do Mm -hmm. it, right? And there it's generally promoting the major or Mm -hmm. tied to um, either a hiring event or uh, a a recruiting event for for students. Um, And honestly, like, none of them ever get anywhere they're all mm-hmm. these sort of little pockets which i think mm-hmm. is your point and and so the, i i think that's an indication that there's a, a a desire there's some demand in the the market for that and and some some maybe uh support that could be leveraged um but the challenge is how do you not repeat that repeat, right? right how do you do it in a way that you're not again right. just a company or a brand or a an association and and i as I've reflected on it, Richard, because I, I I mean it is a question like why why hasn't? And and mm-hmm. I think I think really the right place for it to start would be some kind of consortium of universities. Sure. Right? If you could get a group and and Deborah's skeptical, which I like. <laughs> but but I think if you could somehow get a consortium of influence influential Absolutely. supply chain universities to agree that they were all going to do things to promote that department that major that field mm-hmm. at the same time maybe you can't do it in a day because mm-hmm. then they'd end up kind of competing but but maybe you could do a week maybe you could mm-hmm. do a month maybe each of them could have their own day during the month something mm-hmm. i i think that might they might be able to pull some companies along with them Mm-hmm. and then maybe draw in the the associations but i just think you know the universities between the students between the the future students that they're trying to attract and and their connections to alumni who are out working in industry i i think that's probably the highest leverage point in the ecosystem mm-hmm. to actually drive collaboration mm-hmm. as opposed to competition Mhm
0: mhm. Deborah, you look like yeah, mm. I saw that. I saw the thing in there I I I, I, so I, I I I you know, I mean, I'm just going to throw out there because as you're talking that through and I know I mean it's sort of a, I'm not I haven't thought it through completely yet, but you know, I think about Ben Bellamy over at the Vis- Disability Council, right? I mean, it's 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 an interesting group cuz it's, you know, I mean, it's pay for, you know, marketing whatever you want to call it, our you know, kind of research uh, collaboration group. Something like that has a bunch of industry. It has a cross section of participants that that you know they could throw their weight behind to kind of create something like this. Because, to your point, Daniel, I I, I've reached out to the UN. You know, there's no playbook for this. There's no like how do you get this going so there's something. Because the thing that I think everyone on this call wants to see happen is you know a we'd love to see it move forward. We'd all participate. There's no question about that. The enthusiasm's here. All of us have day jobs, if not two or three day jobs, looking at this panel, like the way we all work. Um, so, you know, but how do you get something where it's a neutral, you know, it doesn't feel like it's a corporate neutral. or yeah. government sponsored, but, but, you know, brings right. the community along because to your point, the community, I think even wants it. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's like there's a desire, but. But, but yeah. there
1: has to be something in it for them. for them. Right. Right. Do you want to hear my idea
3: on what's in it for them?
1: Yes. 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 Yes.
3: (laughs) When I think about a supply chain day and then we think about why would anybody tune into anything? Mm -hmm. Because probably there's going to be some virtual components because part of the cool part of this is that let's go down Daniel's path and say it is a network of universities. And we make sure that there's actual representation from many, many countries around the world. Mm -hmm. Great part of the cool thing would be calling in and then getting to meet somebody from a different part of the world. And when we have events, we have two, three, four continents show up. And part of the magic is that we all speak the same nerdy language of supply chain and we all know what each other means. So we can immediately start getting into problem solving. And so with this, I think we actually do many problem solving, like mm-hmm. a miniature supply chain hackathon type of an event I think what the folks at Fresh Connection do, mm-hmm. imagine that, but in a day, and everybody mm-hmm. gets a problem statement at the other side, then we have like Shark Tank-like pitches. Ooh. Uh, innovators' pitches, I think could be quite cool. Ideation, ideation sessions, how-to sessions, because I mm-hmm. think we want to balance super practical supply chain. How, this seems like it's going to be five years from now, call me then. Mm-hmm. And so what do I do right now? And then the let's talk about where the field is going and the impact we can have. And if we did that well, and again, it's like who's we, hmm. then people can have a space to come around and every year look forward to like the Olympics of that's only for four years. What's every year? The some sports playoff event type thing that's just one day in a year, and everybody gets their hardest problems together and everybody gets their really cool team together. And comes and just kind of like nerds out. It's like math, the mathathon. What is that called? Right. There's like uh, a, you know, a math, yeah, the
2: math olympiad or something. like Yeah, that. like right, that right,
3: for supply yeah, chain. Because yeah, yeah, then yeah. if we get into Daniel's earlier point, or maybe Richard, you said this on getting the kids earlier in yep. school, there should be a supply chain after school club, just like math club. And yes, mm-hmm. I was the captain of, of my math <laughs> club many years in a row, in <laughs> drama and orchestra. And is that surprising to anyone? No. <laughs> However, It would be pretty cool to then have the elementary school, middle school, high school equivalents around the world to also participate and showcase what they've been working on, give out free curriculum leading up to that day, et cetera, and so forth. So that's what I think we should do and actually come out with actual helpful ideas, next steps, problem solved, et cetera. Richard, thanks for planning. Let me know. Right, right,
1: right, right, right. (laughs) I've, I've got, I just got a yeah. Deborah. something you said there clicked. I love the idea of doing a shark tank because, you know, Brian is in the perfect position yeah. to do pitch day kind of stuff. Yep. Right. And to do shark tank kind of stuff that should totally be part of it. Uh, and I, I think Richard maybe the well, he's, a, he's
0: also got the federation too. He's already got the meetups and all the things kind of going there. So right. I, I'm already, I'm already starting to punt this a little bit.
2: <laughs>
1: I, I, hey, I'm gonna shut up now. for
2: this was a trap. <laughs> I didn't realize I was, I was being led. You just to got suckered in, in, Brian. You had no ideas. idea. <laughs> We're actually not recording it at all. The whole <laughs> thing. <was> just... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I I I too I wanted to touch on something uh, that Deborah said. I think uh, Deborah, you made the you 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 mentioned this in passing, which is when some of these conversations are happening, it can seem like, oh, when is this going to 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 occur in five or ten years? Call me then. And one thing I've noticed since I really decided to double down on uh, supply chain and innovation is that. The cycles are really short, at least based on the observations I've been making. So it wasn't too long ago, you know, based on everything I had read, I started thinking, gosh, we're going to start seeing supply chain platforms. And the way they're going to look now is that someone with expertise in physical logistics is going to team up with someone with expertise in software then the next thing you know, it's, you know, Google is teaming up with J.B. Hunt and Microsoft is teaming up with Maersk and Microsoft is teaming up with FedEx. Um, Even going back to, you know, 2017, I think, based on talking to a bunch of people about shipping and blockchain, I was like, you know, it seems like some sort of blockchain network for shipping seems Mm -hmm. to be the theme I'm hearing. And then I think I wrote a blog post, and maybe two days later, I read about Trade Lens. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just more recently, in December of 2019, I wrote an article for Freight Waves, and I think it was something like, three observations for climate change and industrial supply chains. And the first point I made was citizen action. We're going to see more citizen action, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and you could look at that and you'd be like, it's Brian again. It's going to be yep. five or 10 years. Just yesterday or the day before yesterday, you know, Shell, ExxonMobil, and Chevron were all in different forms of citizen action, right? So Shell got this court, this court uh, ruling that went against them in the Netherlands. And then ExxonMobil, Exxon, uh, I think, for the first time in their history, had to deal with an activist investor uh, s- uh, successfully uh, ch- challenging uh, uh, their nominations for seats on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so all this is beginning to happen at a much quicker pace. And I think companies that think, oh, it's going to be five years, it's going to be 10 years before this has an impact on my corporation uh, or on, on my job as an executive, I think might be making a a very painful strategic miscalculation. Yeah. yeah. Let me quickly just, uh, we're going to wrap up because I I was going
0: to keep us to an hour, right? And I knew everyone's going to get on here. Any any one of us, will will, we can occupy an hour without blinking. But the takeaway, I think, in all of this is, A, there is enthusiasm, right? Um, There's no question about it. You know, how it takes shape, that's somewhat to be determined.
1: And skepticism.
0: Well, and scale of course, yep, always <laughs> good. Healthy, gotta have it. There's there's scientific, it. scientific, no scientific method. Scientific method. Always skepticism. right? Question everything. Um, and there are some themes around obviously circularity, sustainability, transparency, visibility, and resiliency, risk, right? Sort of these big buckets, right? And you know, but information awareness, you know, picking a day, just kind of doing it. Um, And I'm not saying I've got the answers all right. None of us have the answers right now. But, you know, I I think we could get behind something like this if if it takes shape. So if people have ideas, we'll just share them. You know, we're going to publish this. Maybe this takes shape. And I'm hoping the whole point of putting this together is someone listens in. is like, oh, I have I can help or I'm from this organization. We can do this. Like that's that's kind of the point of just kind of getting this going. So I want to thank everybody for participating today. Um, It was really awesome. Great conversation as always. Everyone go forth and have a wonderful day. Everyone will have Supply Chain Dummies book in the background next time, (laughs) right?
1: Buy the book. Buy the book. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Richard, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for pulling us together.
0: This is Richard Donaldson. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments about the episode or topics in Supply Chain you'd like us to explore, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at SupplyChainNext at Requis.com. And while you're at it, why not check out the Requis platform at supplychain.requist.com. Requis allows you to manage the full asset lifecycle in the cloud, collaborating with your entire value network to buy, manage, and sell your assets. Find out more at www.requis.com.